0: This program is the production of Restoring the Core, an initiative designed to assist those wishing to go deeper into classic Christianity with resources available in a connected age. Online at restoringthecore.com This is Finding Hidden Treasure, episode 123. This is my first podcast in nine months. I've had some medical issues over that time that have kept me from being fully engaged in creating podcast content. The health issues started in very late November of last year, What I thought was the flu turned out to be a blood infection. It caused a condition known as endocarditis. Despite a lengthy hospital stay and a six-week round of antibiotics, the bacteria settled on two valves of my heart. Open heart surgery was needed to correct that. I had the surgery at the University of Michigan Hospital in Ann Arbor, Michigan a little less than two months after that. At the time that I'm making this podcast, it's almost four months after the surgery. By the grace of God, the recovery has gone very well. There has really been no pain. I did develop a nerve issue in my right hand based on how I needed to be positioned while in surgery. The ring and pinky fingers were numb and unusable. Handwriting was impossible at first. I learned the value of the speech-to-text feature of the Notes app on my smartphone. Fortunately, that nerve issue is now fully resolved. I heard a Bible teacher, who I highly respect, indicate that as believers in Christ, we go through types of death and resurrection throughout our earthly lifetimes. I believe my experiences over the last nine months certainly qualify. Regarding those, there are a few observations that I would like to share in this podcast. Hopefully, some of those lessons learned may be of benefit to you. Number one, if you are a believer in Christ, there are lessons which you have probably learned over the years that will take on a new meaning when you face a crisis. These lessons take you from the abstract and theoretical to the concrete and practical. In the summer of 2020, I did a podcast concerning the outbreak of the coronavirus. Due to the uncertainty of how individuals would physically respond to being infected with COVID-19, it was unclear how lethal the virus would actually be to the general world population. I made the point that we need to be prepared at a time like that to live or to die, to be ready for either path that the Lord would take us down. Are we ready to die and meet with Christ, Are we ready to survive, move on, and do the things that Christ has called us to do while we are still here on earth? I re-listened to that podcast several months ago. At the time I made the podcast, I didn't realize how my own words would be so clearly applicable in my own recent health crisis. What I said in that podcast was good counsel, not because I said it, but because it echoed what has been Christian teaching from the very beginning. However, for me, the lesson went from being very abstract to very concrete. Secondly, I did my best to keep in mind, prior to the surgery, that we do not serve a God of the odds. My surgeon indicated that statistically, I had a 94% chance of surviving the surgery and having a full recovery. I was grateful for that information. However, I wanted my faith to be centered on God in Christ and not statistics. God could have called me home on the day of my surgery. I prayed to be spiritually ready to go down either path. Either I would see the face of Christ or the face of my wife, Julie, after the surgery. I'm grateful at this time it was Julie that I saw. I think that I still have an extended mission for Christ here on earth before I am called home in death. In other words, I still have more to do to serve the Lord at this time. All of these events have been a reminder that I went through a dress rehearsal for getting ready for the next life. It was also a reminder to me that while I understood that I could die on an operating table, perhaps most of us put out of our minds the fact that we are mortal creatures Other than a generation of believers who will be alive when the Lord Jesus returns, we will all face death. For many, it comes unexpectedly. I was reminded that we all need to be ready in heart and mind, knowing that the end of our mission could happen much sooner and much more surprisingly than we think. Prior to surgery, I was praying and reflecting on what I would do and who God wants me to be should I survive. I'll tell you where my thoughts took me. It might be helpful for you, and I pray that it is. I pray to be more focused and more simple in my life. When you recognize that you have more years behind you than you have in front of you, hopefully you begin to understand a bit better what we are told in Paul's letter to the Ephesians, chapter 5, verses 15 through 16. Paul writes, Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time, because the days are evil. This is an always timely reminder for us to make the most of the time and opportunities that God has given us. Redeeming the time means praying to God for discernment about what we should really be doing and who we need to be. One of my earliest Bible teachers, a wonderful woman named Celeste, taught me a valuable lesson at the beginning of my Christian walk back in the mid-1980s. She said that for a believer in Christ, the issue is not discerning between right and wrong. That's a given. It's knowing what's good and what's best. There are so many things we could possibly do. There are so many good causes to which we could give. There are so many good books to read. There are so many very good ministries in which we could become involved. However, there are instances when I think that each of us needs to be reminded that our time on earth is limited. While here on earth, we don't have infinite time with an infinite number of do-overs for lost opportunities. Let's be real. While we don't have the time and resources to do everything that crosses our minds, we do have the time to do the things to which God is calling us. See Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8-10. through 10. The number of good things to be done is limited. The ministries and opportunities for service are limited. This requires us to pray for wisdom on how to proceed. This is something which God guarantees He will give us if we pray in faith. See James chapter 1, verses 5-8. Pray to discern what is the best use of your time that remains. This next bit of counsel may not apply to those who are relatively new to the faith. I speak to those who've had a number of years of walking with the Lord. While there are many new lessons which we can and should learn in our faith, I am becoming more and more convinced of the value of bringing back to our memories those good and valuable lessons we've already learned throughout our Christian lifetime. I'm seeking to do that for myself. I've set up my calendar to remind me to go through a periodic review on the days of the month which end in four, such as the 4th, 14th, and 24th of the month. On those days, I review my own journals and notes which I've written over the years. I look for points that I want to bring back to memory. It might be a note from a sermon. It may be a journal entry from 30 years ago. It may be some wonderful way in which God intervened in my life or in the lives of my loved ones. This is my way of not only learning new things in the Lord, but bringing back to memory those things which should not be forgotten. Lastly, I have witnessed and been the recipient of grace on a remarkable scale. My dear wife Julie has been the anchor, without whom, humanly speaking, I would not have been able to get through these last nine months. I have been so blessed by the army of people who are praying for Julie and me during this time. At a time like this, you can get to a point where you can't say thank you enough when you cannot express your gratitude with the right amount or level of words. I've come to a deeper understanding and appreciation for the value of the relationships and friendships of those who are my fellow pilgrims, going to what the 17th century author and pastor John Bunyan called the Celestial City. Let the people who have played such an important and helpful role in your life, such as your spouse, your children and grandchildren, good longtime friends, fellow sisters and brothers in the faith, Let them know how much they mean to you. Let them know of your love and gratitude. Encourage them. Wonderful, solid relationships do not come to us easily or cheaply. Another area in which I am looking to make a change is that of being service to my community and local church. I am praying for discernment in which direction I should take that desire. By the grace of God, I'm back. I've been working on a few ideas for upcoming podcast episodes. I can assure you that I won't be away for that long till the next podcast comes out. Those of us who are believers in Christ have died and been raised with him. See Colossians chapter 3 verses 1 through 4. In a similar way, we all have areas of a kind of death which we have faced in this life. If God grants us continued life here on earth, a kind of resurrection can follow as well. Our losses, setbacks, and sorrows are not illusions. They are quite real and quite painful. As Christ sees us through these times, remember that he also brings ultimate new life to those who trust in him. Ask who he wants you to be and what he wants you to do in this lifetime as you go through deaths and resurrections, and eventually from this life to the next. Thank you for listening to this program. We can be contacted at mail at restoringthecore.com. We're on Facebook at www.facebook.com RestoringTheCore. You can also follow us on Twitter at RestoreTheCore. Thank you for listening. We hope you will join us next time for Finding Hidden Treasure.